Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You've made it through the trials of Akaton. So, sit on down and watch as the truth unfolds before your eyes. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Oh, we're back! back. We're back! The truth is out there. (laughs) Hit the X-Files theme. I... And yeah, so it's like a, a little summer break. <laughs> Does not feel like it. <laughs> yeah, between me. like editing and other projects, I don't feel like there has been a break. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just I'm still going right now. That's OK, Adam. That's what we need to do. Just give you more work to do. Keep nice. going. Nice. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate I'm, it. A I'm lot. not feeling the crushing <laughs> pressures of getting things right or anything. Yep. <laughs> OK, well, we're going to do all the work this time, right? It's going to be good. Possibly. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of stuff just happened. There's a lot in your guys' laps, so it's kind of, yes, up to you. What you guys take care of first, what you prioritize. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So let's do this then. <laughs> Since everyone turned into a sudden silence, we'll just go. It's just like yeah. so much no, anticipation. Yeah, it's anticipation. <laughs> yeah. Anticipation. We'll see what happens first. Patience. <laughs> This fight has ended as the flames subside to embers. The true struggle has only just begun. On the horizon is a coming war which threatens to not only swallow this system, galaxy, and universe, but all existence. We stand in a moment of quiet, but make no mistake, the beast has awoken. Its bellows quake the stars. The war has just begun in the tomes of emergency power. Zero hour. Oh. oh gosh. When last we left the crew, they had fought their way through to the labs of the contemplative Narians in the tallest tower in the city of Nuai, finding the grim dervish waiting with a smile. They faced down not only this hateful inferno, but the fear within their own minds and even the presence of a godlike being, the most ordained commander. Their ship, the second hand, was taken down in a screaming flame, as was a good friend. Now they stare at the cloning chamber, which holds a recovering Narians, while an injured Myrani struggles with glowing runes across their body. A well-dressed man presides over it all, claiming responsibility for orchestrating a string of events which led from the Stella Delar to Adaptive Evolutions Incorporated. Mr. Business's words still hang in the air with infinite gravity, yet weightless and surreal. From this point on, your knowledge of the truth cannot interrupt the flow of events further. You must now learn why I sent you to the Metadoza in the first place. What? What is the Metadoza? That's where we got trapped. That's where we picked up the second hand. The system we encountered in the drift. You sent us there? You fired a torpedo at us? It was necessary to set off a chain of events that would bring the Cylan into this universe before they were fully prepared. Necessary? My family was put in danger 
because I couldn't come back to Pact Worlds. If you have orchestrated this series of events before, then you can assist us in the present. Help me find a means of controlling these runes on my ward. And my siblings. We need answers. We may not be able to press Nirians for them yet. Possibly he is still regenerating from whatever treatment Pons has administered. And they look over at Pons. Well, they have had precious few moments to recover. You might be able to awaken them. To Pons's knowledge, could I potentially remove Nerians from the vat that he is in without mm. causing him more harm? Or is it more like I can wake him up, but he's got to stay in there? So at this point, Narian's body is regenerating. They've shrunk down from the, I believe it was a SUV-sized brain was the description. Mm-hmm. Yep. Down to not quite half that. There's still a large brain, but it is, you know, a little smaller than it was. And it seemed, and I believe you did a medicine check on it last time, that now that they've recovered a little bit, they could more safely be removed from this chamber. Okay. So Pons will kind of look around and just gesture. Could anyone help me out for a second? I think it's worth a try to get him out of there. I will assist. Five steps forward next to Pons. So we'll stay with my Ronnie. Whisker is still pouring over all of the research documents that are scattered throughout the lab, trying to find mm-hmm. the notes that Nerians might have about doing all of this. Hopefully I didn't fry the computer system that would allow us to unlock the chamber by crashing <laughs> down onto it last episode. So yeah, I'm going to look if there's a mechanical release or... Yeah, what? roll me computers. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, that's not my strength there. That's going to be a 12. That right there is definitely a computer. I knew it. Five ECs. Pons staring at the computer terminal and says, do you require assistance? Yeah, he didn't really let me touch these that much, actually. I more did the chemical compounds and ran other parts of the lab, so have a shot at it. Okay. I'll throw a computer's roll of only a 17, sadly. And if I see any physical damage that I could patch around to make this work as intended, I could throw uh, an engineering as well. Okay. So, yeah, if you want control of the chamber right next to you guys back, then yes, it will require some sort of repairs because that explosion did a number on it. Um, So yes, if you'd like to give me engineering, you're welcome to work on that. You took away Adam's fun in battle. Now he's going to take away your fun in RP. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will take it away by having you roll an engineering check. (laughs) Yeah. Pons will try to assist and does not with an eight. (laughs) 24 it is. Okay. With a 24, it seems like half of this console is more or less inoperable, but you can take the parts and try to reroute them to the other part. Like, one of the monitors is just completely blown out, and a lot of circuits are fried. You can get it working, but it's limping a little bit. The visual interface is damaged, but I believe I can simply interpret the nodes as they pass. Shouldn't be a problem. And with that, you have enough control that you could indeed open the chamber. All right. 5e will do so at... Pons is assumed. Yeah. All right. Go go ahead and open it up, and Pons will fly over, kind of hovering around uh, Nerian's container, disengaging containment. And Five E moves next to him to 
support the weight of this massive creature. All right, so you guys climb up on top and the hatch spins open and lifts out of the way as you guys reach in, grab Narians and begin pulling them out. So you pull them out of the chamber and just drag them out onto the violently blue rug that's in the middle of the room. <laughs> violently blue. Pons will try to make a mental connection as he lays Narians down. Just, uh, hello? Or can you get up? So it's mentally quiet for a few minutes, and then you feel a stirring as Narians begins to slowly hover off the ground about an inch, and you see their tiny little eyes blink open. And they look up and see pawns and an unfamiliar robot standing over them. Um, what... Pons, uh, how are you? What's going on? Uh, this is my friend 5E, and I just kind of gesturing, looking around, and this is uh, the rest of the crew. What do you last remember? Things feel a bit foggy, but uh, were, were you here before? Pons, did you come back before now? Um, I recall speaking with you. Yeah, you were still in the, the vat, and you were connected to this machine, and uh, chemicals were getting... Ah, uh, I see. But uh, I, was, I was able to come up with a, a, a serum to, to help recover you, and just kind of doing another medicine check briefly. Like, he, he seems to still be in the process of uh, recovering. There's no side effects that are immediately apparent. Yeah, you see that the veins have more or less receded, and they look actually fairly decent now. It's even in this short time. They look probably better than they have in a while. Okay. Yeah. And just like, it, it seems like it's working. Uh, you, you, are you feeling okay? Uh, yes, actually. I, I, I'm... And they look around. I have not been out of my chamber for some time, so it's it's nice to uh, get the fresh air. And they're just kind of looking over the motley crew that is all of you guys. <laughs> it seems you've made friends, pawns. I'm I'm proud of you. This this is an accomplishment. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. What an accomplishment. Whisker kind of comes around the corner and sees that you all are helping Nerians up and says, Oh, good. Uh, you're up. I can't make heads nor tails of a lot of these notes. There's references to a Professor Day. Maybe we can reach out to them and see if there's any research that they have. Or if you're feeling up to it, Professor Nerians, we need your help. My siblings are hurt. They've been, I, I don't know how to say it other than cursed. My ward Marani has had symbols applied to his skin, which are being used to control him by a third party. They seem to have something in common with the symbols near your machinery as well. Who is this Professor Day that you reference in all of your notes? I'm gonna roll something. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just, it's tricky because I don't I don't know how much of the conversation that we had that he remembers, and I don't know what the last thing he remembers is. So there's a lot of information dump we kind of have to do just to get him up to date. Yeah. As you come in on this scene, Whisker, 
and start telling him about Professor Day and these Yosoki that have been affected, they start kind of looking around a little harder, and you see them turn, and they seem to catch notice of the runes that are on the ground. Um, let me, let me have a, a look at them. And they will head over to the two Yosoki first. Is he still huge? Or, or large? Uh, he's. I have his token at 1.5 size. <laughs> oh, but he's no longer like SUV sized. He's still just yes, big Yes, he's, he's not fully large. He's just big for normal size. He was he's in like a vacuous tube, so he was kind of enlarged. Yeah, he was sucking him apart. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I have children on this podcast. I was just like, I have to stop yourself and change a word after saying that. That was what was great. Was sucking him. Sucking him <laughs> apart. Nope, sorry. All I got was uh, sticking a brain in a penis pump. And that my, I just, that couldn't. <laughs> that wow. That, that, that sort of thing wow. is my bag, baby. <laughs> uh, so they look down at the two Yosoki. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I, I think it would be uh, wise to move them to the... Uh, the chambers in the other room. Quickly, now. Yes, of course. And Pons, Pons will kind of whisper in Narian's figurative ear. I believe Dr. Day used some sort of splicing and you mentioned dark magic to create these sort of clones of himself. Um, uh, it's, it's not the only thing he did and kind of gesturing back to the that that Narians was just in, he, he he was projecting himself, and he has been attacking our friends and attacking our family. We're, we're trying to find a way to undo the things he's done. Uh, so anyone rolling perception on that? <laughs> anything you can? Yeah, I mean, technically, by rules as written, people within five feet can try to intercept mental communications. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, this could be out loud, technically. Uh, so if anyone wants to try to hear it, I'm not trying to be super secretive. I'm just more like trying to update him without bothering him. Fivey's a bit more concerned about getting my Ronnie over to the room where the, uh, the other treatment and containment units are. But he's close by, so I'll roll. No, Fivey doesn't notice he's too engaged in taking care of my Ronnie. That's a natural one. I'd only roll if this happened while I was moving the dovetails. Mm. I don't think I'd be close enough otherwise. Am I yeah. close enough to try? Cool, if not. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Twelve. No, focused on my Ronnie. So after a moment, Pons, their mental presence turns to you. Uh, so I see Professor Day has returned. And... They go over and now look down at my Ronnie. Yes, it seems that these runes are unfortunately familiar. And they look over at the ones that are surrounding the large chamber. If, if I had a few moments, I might be able to uh, discern what they do. We need to know what they do, please, and how to stop them. By all means, we would appreciate any help you can give him. They start essentially looking over Myrani as Myrani kind of stirs. Uh, 
Hmm. They seem to be, uh... Hmm. That's interesting. First, they, they seem to me to be repressing some sort of abilities, but as far as I can see, uh, with these other combinations, it, it looks that they're not repressing energy so much as redirecting it. Um, what else can you tell me about this child? Five will go over the clinical details as best as it, as best as his banks have recorded it over time. Okay. Uh, hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I cannot determine the extent of what is being repressed. It seems that uh, this child has some sort of uh, inherent uh, abilities, um, perhaps magical in nature, that are being uh, redirected to the um, transformation that you have alluded to. Of why you would do that rather than allowing it to just manifest on its own, I'm not sure, but uh, that seems to be what's uh, taking place. Redirected from what? And to what? I, I imagine that this child is a battery. Uh, it might be charging different things. Uh, for example, its natural abilities may have been towards a spell casting, but it's being redirected towards something else. This mutation, if, think of it as an aperture plugged in, or, as I said, redirected. The dervish is using him. He's tracking, trying to use him as a weapon through this. Can you help us? How can we stop it? Yes, if your research contains the necessary data, we may be able to reconstruct a process by which we can neutralize these and determine if it is safe to do so. Do we need to warn this Professor Day that they might be in trouble as well? If the dervish came after you? Hmm. I don't feel that it would be uh, necessary to warn Professor Day as uh, Are they dead? I believe this is their work. So we have a name. This Professor Day became the dervish? Um, that, that sounds familiar from somewhere. Tiefling, big, red, sweatback horns. Obnoxious. An infernal humanoid entity capable of transferring its consciousness from body to body. Ah, 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 oh, yes, yes. R mm. Forgive me, uh, it's still... Uh. They seem to have, like, zoned out for a moment, but as you guys remind them, they snap back to it. Uh, oh, yes, Pawns, you, you told me this, didn't you? Yes, it, it seems that uh, Professor Day has um, begun using magics again. I feel like we're going to need a complete download, but maybe this is not the moment we've got people who need help. Uh, yes, uh, right, of uh, course. The the Tsokis, um I think, in order to help uh, re-establish their original DNA, uh, we would we would want to begin with uh, perhaps a sampling of Yasoki DNA that is of close association or something of that manner. Whisker, can you still provide that? Uh, is is half sibling close enough? Do we have any items from Scriff that would like 
maybe have a hair on him. Still. And uh, uh, Whisker kind of looks over their arms, says, uh, half sibling and also half Yisoki. Uh, uh, hmm. They do the mental equivalent of putting on their glasses as they look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hmm. Fascinating. I would care to know more about you, but uh, I believe this is not the moment, as has been stated. Uh, I, I have some concerns. What is the other uh, half that you speak of? Uh, Cat. Data pad? <laughs> <laughs> points, points to Para. <laughs> Artificial intelligence would be the more polite way of saying it, I believe. Synthetic, yes. Mm, that does raise some mm, potentially interesting complications. They might not be as they uh, were by the mm. end. GM, mm-hmm. what are the odds that when I did Scriff's reading, since I haven't taken out that tarot deck still, what are the odds there's maybe some fur still in that tarot deck? Ooh, interesting. Kind of think, do we have any like Nima's DNA, or can we get that? She's all the way out with Vin. Yeah, yeah we'd have to go all the way to Castrovel. Yeah, yeah. This is why we just need to have blood and stool samples of everybody on hand at all times. All times. <laughs> <laughs> Kodo, you're so handy. Thanks. <laughs> just have, have a stool sample. You never know when you're gonna need it. Good God. I do not like this change to our human resources policy, and I'm a robot, so that is pretty bad. You've been around the universe as much as I have. You just start collecting weird yeah, things. This is the one, you never know when you're going to need it in any universe. We might need a DNA sample. Pawns just opens their coat. What are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, because that's an interesting one. Why don't you just give me a highs or lows? Heads or tails? Uh, it's me, so I'm going to go lows. Because that's normally how I roll. So afraid to roll this. So you pull out this deck of tarot cards that Scriff had drawn from what seems like months and months ago. And Narians looks over it. Uh, hmm. There is a, a scanner in the main room. Uh, perhaps putting the card under that, you may have uh, some luck. Don't sneeze. Velveteen bags attract fur like nothing else. 5e, and we'll kind of leave 5e yes, I, with my Ronnie. There are so many cat hairs on there. <laughs> I'm so glad Cargo doesn't have fur. And uh, yeah, we'll start walking towards the scanner, stop, and be like, uh, would anyone like to do this that's not me? Um, actually, Paro uh, will step forward, because Paro is still embodying um, Scrisol body armor, right? Power armor, rather. Yes. Um, if you're going to tell me that Scrooge never bled into that thing, I doubt it. I mean, but you strip everything. Yeah, that's oh, my that concern is, is Para cleans up, yeah. literally everything that's they true. touch. Damn. You're like you're like living scrubbing bubbles. Yeah, you know what, yeah. that's you are, true. You are bleach personified. <laughs> that's you're definitely like- <laughs> now, I, yeah, that's, that's clean as a whistle. Fair enough, my bad. If what you're wanting is like fine-tuning to be able to make a computer check or something, I'd, I mean, 5e can assist you. Uh, yeah, just... We have long established that soul is horrendous at technology, so it's like if I put this under the scanner, it's likely to just not work. <laughs> he's, he's scientific enough. It's gonna give you an error message. Do, do the job. What what sort of check is required to run this, these cards through the scanner, Adam? Uh, I think a stick it in there and wait for something to happen check. Mm. 
Sleight of hand? <laughs> yeah, you guys don't need to roll for setting things on a scanner and pressing okay. the go button. It's like a copier. That's good. No, don't don't clone me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's the that's the three D printer. <laughs> so you put down the cards on the scanner, and it does a few passes of it, and it detects two sets of DNA. It detects both Tiefling and Yosoki. Yosoki, Yosoki, not the Tiefling. They've already got enough of that. Uh, well, it is uh, scant. Uh, it seems that it may possess enough genetic code that we could uh, use it to recombine the original structure. And uh, while it is not ideal circumstances, we might be able to help the situation. Mm. Cross-referencing the peptide markers with whiskers should help fill in the gaps as well. Mm. Uh, a fair point. From seemingly out of nowhere, the syringe just comes out. Uh, if I could get a sample, I think Ooh, that too, yes. That's a big needle. <laughs> I see where Pons gets it from. <laughs> what exactly are you taking a sample for? Just be a small prick. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely Pons. <laughs> this will help my siblings? As in all scientific endeavors, the more data that you have, the better the potential outcomes. You're not going to clone me? Okay, fine. <laughs> Can you imagine multiple whiskers running in the world? There's like a, a little extra second of like them thinking about something. The world can't handle two of me. No. No, it could not. <laughs> Fifey looks over at Saul and says, unacceptable parameters. <laughs> <laughs> and they stick the syringe in. And see, that's all it is. All there is to it. I'll just mm, mm, numb your pain receptors. It'll be fine. <laughs> the needle bends a little bit as it goes into... <laughs> yeah, it takes an extra second. It has to like get through armored skin. <laughs> I just love all these extra noises. Yes, well, so great. Take this, and um, there is a uh, computer next to the uh, chambers that can receive information. Take the data from the cards and this, and uh, place it in the computer, and it will begin to at least uh, decoding. As uh, for the, the stricken child, uh, I have some concerns. Uh, what removing these runes may do, as they seem to be um, activated, um, my uh, assumption from what I'm seeing is that this will uh, continue to funnel said energy towards the outcome of a possible transformation, but mm, if we were to uh, disable these runes, as it now has an intrinsic connection to the boy, it may be that the uh, battery is disconnected possibly permanently. Well, about a loop back. Mm. Rather than disabling the runes, what if we just routed it somewhere else? Somewhere more productive. Such as back to its original source. Exactly. Alter them so that external forces cannot activate them. Hmm. One second. I'm, 
I'm trying to figure out how a loop back would help. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, they have runes. That it, uh, you said it's like a battery, right? It's sending energy into this new activity. Mm. What if we just routed it back to its original destination? We could potentially wean off the unwanted destination slowly until it no longer is taking charge. Interesting. Uh, aside from myself and uh, my, my clone, uh, does anyone have experience with using uh, or interacting with runes themselves? Whisker slowly raises their hand. <laughs> I, I've done construction on hybrid armors. Mm. Requires lots of rune work. Does, does Kodo have any mysticism that would be... I do have runes? mysticism. I got some mysticism. I'm... I'm not entirely unfamiliar with... Not exactly this, but I could help. Hmm. My assumption is that this may indeed uh, take some time and research required to do it. Uh, however, at this time, I think perhaps we should... Hmm, first search a way to stop the uh, connection to these runes as is disconnect this battery and uh, then prepare to loop it back otherwise it will continue to uh, affect them uh, Soul will pause and look at 5e and say like after he wakes up we can't make this decision for him it's his body I agree when the boy is conscious we will explain it to him he can make the choice uh, um, I see. Very well. Uh, then is there anything uh, else, anyone uh, else that needs aid at the moment? Swarkus needs healing. You see Swarkus is kind of slumped up against the wall. <laughs> and they just pick up one claw and just kind of wave away. They're like, it seems that whatever's happened here is uh, more concerning than... A few scrapes. They have like massive gashes. Yeah, Fonz will go over and heal him. <laughs> I do have enough resolve points for that, if need be. I am a fully trained medical assistant. With your permission, I could use the equipment here in the lab to treat the injuries of those who have been wounded while you attend to the research regarding the Ahsoki. Uh, and just for reference and the viewers, mm -hmm. there is two vats. I'm assuming those are vats that would be usable for some sort of cloning process or reversing it uh, in that right-hand corner of the room. Yes, in fact, one of them is the chamber that you were grown in. Oh, Perfect. gosh. Okay. It's a homecoming. Home sweet home. So it's like when yeah. you get too big for your room and, like, you have to move your little brother's stuff in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is my uh, brain hammock right next to it where I sleep? <laughs> It's just like one of those nets that you see like avocados in in the store. It's exactly that. Yummy. Yeah. Oh, Soul's favorite hammock got destroyed with the with the second hand. Uh, yes, then I, I seems that there's some urgency here. So yes, I will. And they head over towards the computer that's attached to these cloning chambers. Whisker snaps their head over to Soul and says, "We need to go send a communication to Vin, right?" Yes, she needs to know that Dervish is coming. They didn't get information from anyone else. They're going to need to change course. We need to get up to the communications tower to send that message. Do you want to come? Happy to send it otherwise. My Ronnie still looks like they're going to be out for a while, yeah? Yeah, they're moving around a little bit, but they're not awake. So yeah, so we'll kind of give them 
give their shoulder a little bit of a squeeze and then nod. Thank you. Let's hurry. I know you want to get back to your siblings. Let's go. I will keep watch here. So Hans is going to approach Mr. Business and as much as possible, keep Marion's in the loop for this conversation Okay. as well. So you said I needed to make a choice and I know either way it had a consequence. But how much do you know about what was happening here? If it's happened before or you have seen this happen before, there must be another way to help the rest of the citizens of Akaton. It can't just be over and and the radiation just running rampant in this planet. We're, we're going to have to evacuate or, or do something about it. I have seen this planet evacuated to the point in which there are no intelligent life forms while it is a time-consuming and costly endeavor it can be done. And they turn their head just a little bit to the side. Did you have other thoughts? It, it It's gotten, at least the, the radiation here has gotten so much worse. And I don't know, is there a cause? Is there a leak? Is there some sort of things that's happened? Or is, just, is this just the way things are going? This planet has been moving towards its end for many centuries. However, there has been a recent acceleration. It is drastically more than I'm used to seeing. What I can surmise from this is an event took place with such force that it affected the planet itself. Go ahead and give me a sense motive roll. Okay. The 27. I feel like maybe the, uh, the, the, what's the faction that we were just working for? Breathless. The breathless. Like the breathless might have motivation to make things worse quicker in order to start a revolution. I don't, I don't, I don't know who else would. Pawns, as you're talking to them, you see their eyes flit away from you for just a second. And judging by where people are in the room, their eyes move over Para. What? Uh-oh. It's all Para's fault. <laughs> but Para hasn't even been here, like, until now. They've been trapped in an ice cube. But we don't know where the most ordained commander has been. Uh, they've been trapped in the Metadosa system. In an ice cube. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. That's okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, you, all right. you look over to them. <laughs> that's all they do? They don't, did that's they give it. you a verbal I mean, answer? That's it. Yeah, I gave you one before they looked. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yes. Am I the only person out of the loop here? Or is everyone else also not sure what that would mean? I don't know. Okay. I feel like we might be getting into like butterfly wing territory. <laughs> it could be a timey-wimey thing. Like, Para just got here, but he's affecting the past. Or this is the only reality in which a para manifests. That's what I was getting out of it. Okay. All right. I'd like to try something. Mark's shaking his head. Are, <laughs> are you able to hook me up into that machine? And to what purpose would you do such a thing, Ponsnarians? If I can make a connection, anything like what the Dervish was able to control, then 
assuming I can gather some way to protect the citizens from any more damage to this radiation. Uh, I might need some help, but I'd like to at least try. Since you had been looping Narians into the conversation, they interrupt. Uh, Pawns, I don't think that would be a wise uh, decision. The things that have been done to that chamber, judging by the runes, would be dangerous. Or talking about millions of lives, or what, one one contemplative? And I, I think I have some sort of resistance to the Thastron as well, unless you're going to do it. 5 is going to interject himself into this conversation and ask Narians a question. Were those runes not present when you went into the cylinder for treatment? Did you not commission them? Uh, no, N- no, I was attempting to find means of using Thasteron in small doses. Uh, However, no, those runes are definitely the work of uh, Professor Day. Ah. So as as I was saying, Pons, I do not, I cannot condone you getting into a chamber which has been tampered with, with these uh, dark magics. You're grounded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I would I would send you back to your tube but there's Yasuki in it God God <laughs> What are the potential negative effects of using the chamber with those runes in place How did it change the process for you mm. I do not remember much of what has happened recently but the, mm, these runes have some sort of uh amplifying effect what dimensions they may amplify through I do not know as I have not seen these runes before but it is ill-advised to do such a reckless thing you haven't met this group you haven't met Ponce (laughs) (laughs) he has that's why he's forbidding it I remember when you were a young brain and you touched this rune near a fireplace. <laughs> God, that was the second time you did that? <laughs> he didn't learn his lesson the first time. Of course time. he did this. Pawns. First you don't succeed. Do you think that that fireplace rune we encountered was only the second one he touched? Ooh, a piece of candy. Pawns pa- will candy. have to collect himself for a second. Marion's I am I'm, I'm grateful for you protecting me and giving me capabilities to do what we have have done now but I've held up my end of the bargain and I had to sacrifice this city that I grew up in and this planet for it that's not something that I can just walk away if I have an opportunity to save them then I'm gonna at least try I need someone who's going to be able to supervise it if something starts to go wrong if you don't want to do that then why don't you go ahead and give me a diplomacy check? Standing up to dad. 33. No, dad, you're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kodo will kind of like she uh, she's been in a big funk ever since the the fight. And you can tell that just something is not right with her. Uh, but for like a few seconds, she kind of like takes her head out of her hands. She stands up and goes to pawns and say, if you need, I'll help you with whatever you need. But whenever we're finished here, I need to talk with everybody. And was it you needed a mysticism? Is that what it was? Um, not yet. I just had uh, 
pause do a diplomacy. Okay. Yeah, she'll offer her help, but then she's... But yeah, I want to talk with everyone once this is over. Okay. So, Narians is going to essentially focus their mind to speak with just you for a moment, Pons. Pons, it seems you have grown and changed much since we last spoke, and I am very proud of you for finding your way in the world, but the sacrifice that you're proposing to make, the knowledge that is in your mind alone could do great things. <laughs> I'm loath to see it damaged in a heroic gesture. You can kind of feel that there's this conflict going on inside them. Like, they understand what you're trying to do, but there's also a little bit of, like, a twinge of selfishness that you feel. Like, they're a little more concerned about you than they are other people. Mm -hmm. But your words have had an impact, and it feels that their resolution to ground you is weakening. Narians, th things are changing. This entire galaxy it's, it could potentially be in danger, and we, we don't know what the future holds if we can't save at least this city, and how are we going to protect everyone else that we care about? And how are, how are we going to continue without at least doing what we can in the moment? I feel like I was quite literally made for this. So I, you need to at least let me try. And go ahead and give me a second diplomacy roll. That's just a 16. It seems that in your time away, Pons... You have drifted from what I imagined you uh, were. Uh, this will only happen on the conditions that if I see that the levels are heading towards a lethal situation, I will pull you out. It's like inside of Pons' mind is like, well, I don't really want to die, so <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Uh, do, do keep an eye on everything then. I feel like I had a note that I passed to someone earlier, and I'm trying to remember who it was and what it was. Uh, you the... had passed that to uh, Jasper. Okay. You had asked them what's going on with the Thastaron stuff, and they had responded to you that it was more than the normal levels, and they posited that maybe something like fissures had opened and some sort of well yes. of Thastaron might have been opened okay i don't know why my mind went to that right then okay yeah no pons is pretty set if any of your friends wish to uh, also look at the computer what happened to the computers <laughs> <laughs> uh the dervish just uh he, he went crazy he, he broke them i don't know why uh, <laughs> i don't know why what did you do? <laughs> Bluff 23. <laughs> Sense motive 29. Oh, what? <laughs> as as Ponza's eyes dash back and forth, looking at them, looking back at Nerians. Uh -huh. uh. <laughs> Anyways, yes, if anyone wishes to assist, that's fine. And they just look at you for a second, Pons. Um, if that's mechanical assistance being requested, Five will step up to help. Yes. Okay. 
I've got to tell Pons your left lobe just pulses just a little whenever you die. (laughs) (laughs) Any mystical assistance required? Very well, get in the containment chamber, Pons. You're sure about this? Mm, Pons just nods. I'm sure. I'm not there, but what is Mr. Business looking like as all this is going on? Eating some popcorn. Right? (laughs) (laughs) He's kidding, yeah. But very slowly and creepily, so like just one piece of the So one kernel. So weird. What a weirdo. Yeah, so the people in the room would notice that Mr. Business is watching with a fairly neutral expression, but there definitely seems to be some interest, like this is a circumstance that they're maybe not used to. All right, so Pons, you float back into the chamber that you had gotten Narians out of only recently, and the hatch closes and spins back into place. Uh, Tell me exactly what you plan to do, Pons, so I can look out for uh, difficulties. I need to see if I can form a strong enough link to as many people on this planet as possible, so I, I might be able to give them part of my abilities. Oh? Yeah, Mr. Business had alluded to this in the finale. I had postured that all of this was just an elaborate scheme for Adam to take Life Bubble away from Cooper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly <laughs> yes. what it is. You sneaky devil you. I gotta Don't go. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Curses! Foiled again. <laughs> Give them mind thrust, Pons. I'll get you next time, Gadget. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, furious <laughs> shriek. Little cat noise. Give them tripartite beam, and they're just going to start blasting fire, ice, and thunder everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I like it. Very well, Pons. However, uh... Though, yes, Thastron was uh, used in your creation, and therefore you have some uh, mm, resistance to it. The doses that will be required to put you in such a state will not be without side effects. You'll be giant. (laughs) Now get in the penis pump. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is there another clone named Voss stop it stop it things I was not prepared to hear tonight get in the penis pump I'm I'm gonna keep this moving guys I'm gonna keep this moving No time to explain. Get in the penis pump. Yeah, no. <laughs> God damn. Let me drink something in peace. <laughs> Get in, losers. We're going penis pumping. <laughs> this is perfect. No. Come on. I mean, what did you expect after all this time? Was it anything coherent? <laughs> oh, God, all right, pause. Get in the penis pump. Let's do this. Penis pump. All right, yeah, Hans goes pump. in there. Well, then, if everyone who's going to assist with this um, experiment, please find a station to man or uh, at least observe so you might point out any uh, potential issues. So if anyone would like to roll to assist, you can give me either a mysticism, computers or life science. Computers. 
Mysticism. Five E's contribution is a 33 computers check. Koto's contribution is a 32 mysticism check. Hot. Y'all need to roll better. Okay. Is anyone else in there? <laughs> I'm gone. Pan, what you doing? Um, I can I can aid as well, I guess, but I it felt like I was too many people, too many cooks. Uh, I just I felt like you haven't got to do anything yet, so <laughs> I'm okay. A pity roll. Yeah, just uh, uh you know, uh, <laughs> affecting the, in the room. fucking space time continuum <laughs> is nothing. Roll participation. <laughs> You don't have to. I'm just asking if you wanted to. No, it's okay. It's okay. I got it. Um, You're watching over my Ronnie while 5 is taken to the computers. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Sure. Yeah, put that roll away. You don't get okay. to do stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. We changed our minds. We don't want your help. All right. Then, Cooper, if you would please give me a mysticism check. All right. Let's see here. It's a 27. Hey. Right. Is that with a plus four? No. Oh, so no, then that's a 31. Hey, as the process begins from the bottom of this chamber, come up these syringes that are heading straight towards you. And as they come in contact with your brain, you feel a numbing effect. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, stop. <laughs> I wish I could stop the GM. No, tell me those are needles. <laughs> I changed my mind. As a greenish liquid begins to pump through tubes up towards you, and as it reaches you, you feel in a way not unlike what happened when you were pulled into the dreamscape. There is this torrential pain inside your head as you feel something like an expansion of your mental facilities that begin to radiate and you begin to lose consciousness of what is happening around you as all the feelings of people in this room begin to flood into you. And then beyond that, you feel even whisker and soul in the corridor. You begin to feel even beyond that until you feel parts of the city and it continues to grow as this liquid pours into you and tell me exactly what you want to do in this moment as you feel a connection begin to grow to the entire planet. Everyone who has been affected by Thasteron begins to connect to your neural network. What do you do, Pons? Uh, so, Adam, would I be able to manifest a ethereal version and kind of <laughs> see the people of Akaton? Like, can I actually move around? Hmm, interesting. He wants to address his subjects. And what was your total roll again? A 31. 31. I, I could see Pons basically wanting to go and fly around in an ethereal body, which he has an ability that actually would allow him to do that, and go and individually, physically touch every single person that he can. You want to appear like a ghost before yes. everyone who's been affected by Thasteron so you yes. can reach out and I'm assuming do a touch spell. Yes. That's the visual representation of what is going on in the sense of what Pons would like to do. Here we go. If that's actually what happens, that's up to you, but kind of like Santa. <laughs> ghost Santa. <laughs> Just creepier. Yeah, you know, the old fairy tale of Santa, you know, just projecting. Just terrifying the whole planet. How is that like Santa? Invades people's personal space and gives them a gift. 
Go ahead and give me a will save. 29. As you begin to try to split your consciousness to affect everyone who has been affected on this planet, which is millions of people, it creates this pulling effect inside your mind, and it feels like you are being ripped apart at the seams. But somehow, you manage to hold together. This is not something that will last very long, so you must be quick. This is not a speech to the people. This is you pop in, do something, and go. And as he looks at these people, he is reminded of the secondhand's arrival back on this planet. And how we dealt with the sandstorms and riding on the train to the inner city. We saw how the radiation and the sands have just been permeating everything and everyone. So he's going to reach out and lay a hand on the shoulder of each citizen, and he is going to cast Life Bubble on them. So as you reach out to all of these people, you begin casting Life Bubble. And since you had been stretched to your limit at this point, as this energy transfers, you begin to see the people that you're touching, millions of people all at once. You see them begin to glow. And as Mr. Business had said, if people are connected through what was formerly Narians, now is you, to this generator, then they might in fact learn this spell inherently as a spell-like ability. So you cast it, so cool. and as you do, you feel all of the energy within you just ripped away, pulled out of you as this spell is removed from your abilities, as you gift it to everyone else on the planet. All right. Nice. Oof. That's cool. I like that. As this happens, go ahead and give me another will save. 14. And then he died. So as you cast this spell, you begin to feel your consciousness pull back. And instead of a gentle return to your form, it feels more like you are being flung back from all directions until you smash back together into the one brain that is Pawns as you go unconscious. From the outside, you saw these injectors go up and press into Pawns you saw them begin to essentially inflate as their veins began to pop out and their brain grew much as Narians had. After a few short moments, the monitors on the computers begin going wild as if Pons is about to redline. And then after just a second of that happening, before anyone can react, it flicks back down. And while it does not return to normal levels by any means, it is still in a heightened state, it is very clear that Pons has lost consciousness. And Narians immediately is like, turn it off now! Alright, um, 5e will disengage the machinery. As Narians goes and tries to pull Pons out of the chamber. And we're going to cut over to Soul and Whisker. So, Soul and Whisker, I imagine you guys are taking the tube system to rocket yourself back towards this tower, correct? Correct. Okay, both of you give me a perception check. 34. 24. 
All right. As you guys are rocking through these pneumatic tubes, they are made of this transparent aluminum. And as you get closer to this tower, you can see that where the second hand had alighted, you recognize Jasper's vehicle. So as you guys get to this communication tower, you head through the large doors and you indeed find a man covered from head to toe with a mask and they seem to be standing over the console that you guys had interacted with when Whisker had set the guns upon the whole city. Soul immediately, like, almost stumbles, like, takes a very strange stance. It's Jasper, and just watches for a reaction. Ah, oh, Soul, there you are. And they look over at Whisker as well. Well, 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 it seems like you guys managed to complete your objective with, uh, Gusto. Soul strides across the room as fast as they can, walks up, both hands come up and shove Jasper as hard as they can. Oi! What was the deal you made with him? And just gets up in his face on their tippy toes because that's annoying. They can't hover anymore. <laughs> gets up in their uh, chest level. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Shoves again. The dervish. What deal did you make with him? So they take a moment and stand there and look at you. I see. So... I'm going to lay things out for you real quick here. When I got to this planet, we got stuck here, as I believe I mentioned to you, and I tried to push for some sort of greater change here. But higher-ups had no intention of letting that happen, so I had to begin to look for resources. I had to look for someone who could bring weapons to the people here. How was I supposed to know that he was your mortal enemy or something? I'm not worried about that, Jasper. What was the deal you made? Are you paid in full? The exchange was what credits I could manage and assistance in whatever dealings they had. But no, I don't believe that I'm in the pocket of someone, Soul. Soul is, again, they see fury in Soul's face and they shove him again, but this time, like, grab the lapels and just kind of drop their forehead against his chest. You don't know what deals with this person entail, and I have no doubt he's going to come and ask more of you. And when he does, you have to tell us. I don't know that I can protect you from this, Jasper, but I'll try. I mean, everything that happened between myself and them seemed to be a very mutual exchange, so I'm not sure they have any sway over me at this point, especially now that as you see, and as you have helped with, the revolution seems to be a resounding success. I'm very happy for you, but your revolution doesn't mean shit in the grand scheme of things of what's going on. Now I think it's time for me to ask you what the hell is going on. Uh, well, that... Not too long ago I would have had a good answer for you, but apparently, uh... Intergalactic war destruction? I don't know. It's not good. Gods are involved. I hate gods. We need to contact a friend. You should come with us, we'll catch you up. Hold on. I've been pouring over the data on this console of what all of you did when you came up here, turning on the guns and all that. And I found that these ships have left the planet. And I myself have not seen a god template since I got up here. That's because they left on the ships. Rats abandoning a sinking ship. The planet's yours. Congratulations. 
You see that the filter on their mask begins to pump heavier. The ships that were leaving this planet weren't just some civilians. Most of them were Infernix. And the only way to evacuate that many people would to be if they were on Infernax ships as well. So are you, are you telling me that, is this dervish involved with the war that you're talking about? Yes, we were played, you were played. He wanted this to happen. So this whole revolution was just some sort of scheme to get the contemplatives off this planet. Welcome to dealing with the rich and powerful. If it's any comfort, I know exactly how you feel. And Jasper just sits down on the ground and you see like all of the energy that was in them just dissipates instantly. How? I vetted this guy. I I went searching for someone. They didn't come searching for me. How could this happen? Who did you vet? The Dervish. He's some mid-level enforcer out of Absalom. We're going to need that information, but first... Jasper, you've worked very hard for this victory, and you should hang on to it. We need that information, but right now we have to make a call. Whisker. So they knew that we were after the dervish, and they knew that they were in bed with him, and they didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so Jasper just sits down on the ground. They take off the goggle parts of their mask, and they just put their hands to their head. No, you stand back up. You have a planet to run. You don't get to rest anymore. Come on, soul. Let's go call Vin. Whiskers right. The hard part's just beginning. Congratulations. And my condolences. <laughs> and we'll pat his shoulder. FIFA la revolution. <laughs> so you guys head over to the communications computer. I mean, I feel like we've just stepped right up beside Jasper. Like. <laughs> yeah, he's about two feet away. <laughs> so you call out to Vin Harkion once again. This is the SS Sun Siren. This is Sol again. Vin, please. Smiles, though no one can see. One moment, please. You hear the click. Sol, I believe I had only just spoken to you. Please tell me that nothing else has happened. Please. Um, well... You need to change course right away. That... The dervish knows where you're headed. They're planning to intercept you. Tell me how you believe that such a thing is possible. Well, we sort of dealt with a god, and there was being inside of people's minds, and we saw Nima. Please, change your course if you'd like to live. I would rather like you to live. The eldest dovetail came to me in something of a panic, telling me they had had... Something like a dream in which they saw what you have described as the dervish and they told me something very similar, so I am inclined to believe you. I just wanted to confirm. She remembers that. Soul beside you, Whisker, goes very pale, like they're gray and they just turn a lighter shade of gray. Have, have you contacted the Gemelli? Have you heard from them? I began to send out feelers to see if I might find them. I have not yet done so, but I'm sure I will soon enough. And now it's Sol's turn to sink down to the ground and sit next to the console. Do you have any clues? Maybe we can help. 
When last I spoke with him, which was some months ago, I believe I mentioned to you that I had had a visit by two Salarians. It was, in fact, both Ethel and Asha. However, as they are Salarians, they do not often tell where they are going, though I got the impression that they were not off on a long journey, as they did not look for supplies or anything of that when we contacted one another. More than that, I have no idea. I am searching out now. Thank you for trying, and for the information. Whisker turns to Sol and says, I know you're not going to like this, but the best thing might be to contact the Cosmonastery directly and see if they can patch us in. How important is it to you that we contact them? I don't want them to end up in one of those tanks. Sol will pull out um, their personal data pad and hand it over to Whisker. I deleted all the information of this ages ago. I don't know if... If you can find it somehow, but if not, then yes, the monastery. Oh, God. I don't know that they'll even speak to me. Is this something that I can try to roll for? Sure. Yeah. What's the roll? Computers or engineering? Um, go ahead and do computers for me, if you would. That's a 31. <laughs> I really got to reassess my DCs. <laughs> <laughs> right? 14 on the die. Yeah, I don't know why I ask anymore. <laughs> I mean, if it if it helps you assess, like, this information, like, the, that contact information was deleted, like, ten years ago. Mm. But Sol also does not upgrade their devices, at least. <laughs> Except it was upgraded when you guys yep. got on the planet. <laughs> so if it doesn't work, I'm not upset. Because yeah, so uh, are you looking for contact information for the Jamili or for the uh, Cosmonastery? Well, I think that the Cosmonastery would be pretty easy to contact. They're yeah. on, you know, they're, what is it, on the Adari or on Absalom Station? I can't remember. I think there's one on both. Yeah, there might be some other ones around here. We, like, that's kind of the fallback. This would be to try and find some kind of contact information that Soul had from their past. So, Whisker, somewhere buried deep down in the ancient Ram you find some contact information that seems like it's promising. I have consulted the ancient ram, and he says that the number is here. There's a ram in my phone. <laughs> I've consulted the ancient ram. Sol will look at their device and look at Whisker, and there's gratitude in their eyes, but also a great deal of fear. Nima said she remembered. Means they probably remember too. And they will send a very quick, short, the equivalent of a text message, question mark. Um, Ethel, Asa, it's been a while. Things are complicated. Infernex is targeting you. Please don't trust any private security. Be safe. And I'll hit send and just drop the phone. Just let it fall to the ground. Okay. Do you have anything else for Vin, who is still on the line? So we'll just say, thank you, that was very useful information. Ven, please be safe. It seems to be getting harder and harder to do at this time, but I will do my level best. Take care of yourself, soul. 
We'll be in contact again soon. We've got more to share, just more irons in the fire at the moment. Uh, tell Nima there's hope. I will. And the line cuts. Sol's still on the ground, looks over at Jasper. So would you like to come meet the rest of the group? Where are you located? I need to start making communications from here, and then I will find my way there. Interactive Evolutions Institution... That's not right. Whisker. Adaptive Evolutions Incorporated. It's the tallest building here. You can't miss it. We have a dragon. I'm very happy <laughs> for seal you. The deal. It's not as impressive as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> and they get up, and they start looking at the console. Jasper, we'll talk more about this later, but remember, you've spent however long building up an us versus them for this revolution. Just remember that any contemplative that remains on this planet is now part of your us. I will keep that in mind. So we'll affectionately punch them in the arm and start heading back. Okay, back in Narian's lab. Narian's has pulled pawns out of the chamber as my Ronnie begins to stir. Five also there, right? Yes. Okay, so then Power will call the 5e. The, uh, for 5e, it seems that Ronnie is, uh, is awakening. 5e turns his attention away from the console surrounding the containment chamber that Pawn stepped into and comes back over to where Hora and Marani are. Can you hear me? Uh, oh, barely over the ringing. To be expected, a severe concussion. What's... What's happening? Where are we? We are in Nerians' laboratory. There is a possibility that we may be able to redirect the flow of energy that those runes on your skin are creating. We are not certain what the side effects will be, but it could be your best shot at shutting down the process. I will not authorize any treatment without your approval. As you speak to them, their eyes begin to fully open and you see the sudden look of concern. I remember what was happening. The ship, that that creature that was attacking us. The, and they begin to shake. I, I remember him grabbing me. He said something, and it. I, and you see tears begin to well at the corners of their eyes. It is all right, my lady. You are safe now. We may have a solution. And power looks at 5e. They, they said that there is there's a monster inside of me, and it was time to open the cage. And whatever it is, it's, is it the runes or is it me? I don't have a well-defined answer to that question. But you are not a monster. You are like any other person, a wellspring of potential. You just have a different sort of potential inside you than most. I don't understand these things very well. Koto, or perhaps Whisker, even Sol. They can answer your questions about the mystical aspects of it. I just want you to be safe. I don't even know if there is a safe place anymore. Whatever these runes are doing, if if they can be fixed, I don't I don't care anymore. Fine. Then I will ask Narians to begin the treatment. We will monitor you. If we see any indication that your vital signs are flagging, we'll abort the process. So, having this conversation, Narians is tending more to pawns than anyone else, but they say, 
if we were to uh, do an operation at this very moment without having proper uh, knowledge on what these runes may or may not do, it would be most likely detrimental. So if, if you would please allow me some a short while, if nothing else, to research, it would be mm, uh, wise. Are you suggesting that we leave the boy here on Akaton, where the dervish knows his whereabouts? Uh, oh, oh, no, good, goodness, no, no. Uh, there is a lot happening at this moment, including my clone not being conscious. J just a, a day, um, something, just please. Very well. I will see to it that Morani is rested and in good condition for a surgical procedure. Ten to ponds. And then 5e turns back to the boy and says, In the meantime, if you can stand up, let's go get you something to eat. They just nod, slowly get to their feet, and <laughs> start walking with you. So, shortly thereafter, both Soul and Whisker return. I imagine you guys tell them what transpired. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you missed on Glee. And that's everything that happened. <laughs> so you guys come back and let the others know what happened with Vin and with Jasper. And you see Myrani has awoken and that Nerians is kneeling over pawns, if you can consider floating, kneeling. <laughs> floating. And they reach down and put their little hands on top of pawns as they cast Restoration on you, Pons. Nice. Oh, we know what Lovely is now. Ooh. All right. <laughs> As they begin to purge the excess Thasteron from your body. Nice. Ooh. As you two return to consciousness. Yeah, Pons, tiny, almost invisible eyes, blink a couple times looking around. Uh, how terrible do I feel right now, Adam? So awful, I'm going to need another will save. Oh, you want it to be a will or like a... All right. <laughs> Negotiation. I love it. 30. Give me a will save. I sure you don't mean fortitude. All right. Your head is throbbing. So I guess that means your whole brain is throbbing. Yep. Most most of my entirety mm. is throbbing. 90% of you. That doesn't sound right when you say it like I, that. <laughs> I was trying to avoid any more of that. As you come to... And you begin to take stock of yourself. I will tell you that what you did in that chamber has had some negative effects on you based on the will saves that you just gave me. Okay. Uh, did it so work? So if you would do me a favor and roll two d6s. All right. Three and three. Go ahead and roll one of those again. <laughs> <laughs> Six. Okay. So you feel that having gone through this much stress, your mind has been in some way damaged. And you feel that as it was partially used when you were doing this process, that your mind link has been affected. <gasps> oh, that was a cool ability. So it can still be used. You're going to now be limited to using this 1d2 times per long rest which you'll roll every time you wake up. And when you go to use it, it's going to require a raw d20 roll. 
and whatever the number is on that roll will determine how effectively you transfer information. Oh, so it's going to have like an even worse Pons narrative behind the mind link information? Potentially, yes. Wow. Oh my god. That's There's like two telephone actually stops. kind of awesome. Yeah. Extra Ponzi. <laughs> Super Ponzi. Extra Ponzi. Hmm. And the other one is that your mind affecting spells. Oh no. <laughs> the DC for them has been okay. lowered by two. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. That's awful. All right. At least I still have them. Now the mind is a plastic thing. So potentially you might be able to reform the neural connections that have been damaged during this process. But All right. if you can do that is up to you. Yeah, is uh, Pons aware of these changes immediately? And does he know if his attempt actually worked? You remember what happened in the chamber and it would lead you to believe that it worked, but literally no one in this room has been affected by Thastron quite the way as everyone else out there. Okay, so would, I, would not, I would not have given them life bubble, unfortunately. Not all of the people here, no. I really wanted to not ask Jasper if he could cast people? it, but I didn't, I didn't know, so I couldn't. <laughs> Hold on, who's okay. here? Yeah, so that's actually a perfect segue into what I want to say. So everyone is now in this room, and a lot of the bigger things that I felt we need to take care of have been. So you have, like, a little room here. Obviously, you guys mentioned talking to Mr. Business. So if you have stuff, absolutely throw it in right here. Soul has already gotten themselves a little riled up talking to Jasper. So I think Soul comes mm -hmm. back in and sees 5e with Myrani and immediately rushes over and is like, Myrani, so sorry I wasn't here when you were awake. Are you all right? Uh, no. That's fair. <laughs> of course, Myrani. There is Heard. no way I could be all right after all of this. Seriously. Allow me to revise. Are you physically hurt? Are you being, looks at 5e, you've been taken care of. To whatever extent that can be done. And they just lift up their arms with these glowing runes. Yes, we had a... Stops, look at 5e. I, I assume you told... Yes, I have explained the situation to him. He has assented to treatment, but Nirians needs time. So in the meanwhile, we're going to see to it that he is properly fed and has good nutrients and very strong vitals so that we know that any surgical procedures will be done safely. We'll be all right. We're going to talk. We're going to figure this out. What the hell happened to Pawns? <laughs> I'm okay. I think it actually worked. I was going to ask if you thought you'd been successful in your endeavor. What worked? Uh, Pawns goes over to Mr. Business. Can I get a sense that he was affected by radiation? Uh, he does not appear to be. All right, going to keep wandering around looking at everyone. <laughs> and seeing Anyone that, else in this area? Seeing that, like, soul locks onto Mr. Business. It's like, aha, I forgot about that. Wait a second, our lizard friend. He most certainly has, to some degree. Lizard friend? I mean, this is a different kind of radiation. It is. Yeah. That it is. Is there anyone else that's been affected by Thastron in this area? Uh, Narians, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, Pons will kind of run around looking for someone on this uh, planet that <laughs> might have been affected. Is there any windows? <laughs> the whole area <laughs> is pretty much window. All right, <laughs> he's going to look down. You see a storm. <laughs> Who are you looking for? 
I gotta find out if it actually worked. I, there's what worked? Uh, oh, okay. I don't feel good. It's kind of getting dizzy. Float down ponds and rest. You've done a very stressful and foolish thing. Please just. <laughs> Basically, I tried to connect to the whole planet and yeah, give them a little part of myself. You mean like how Nerians and the Dervish were in awe and reached out to Nima and Evelynasha? Yeah, similar principle there. I feel it's around this time the pawn starts thinking about like, I I don't know if, and he's, he's going to kind of mess around with some of his abilities since he doesn't see anyone else that had been effect, affected by Thasteron in the premises. But he'll, he'll sit and he'll kind of rest. Yeah, similar to that. And he'll try to say that all telepathically. Okay. And after kind of checking that some things work, he's like, okay. I, it's, Nurians, I, I think it, it went well. Well, maybe subjective pawns. I'm feeling some discrepancies in your mind. And I'm rather concerned well, maybe I'll, I'll rest for a little bit. Uh, I'd like to help out with any other plans or research that needs to get done, though. So uh, just give me a couple minutes and, and uh, give me something to do. See Whisker drop a whole bunch of research notes in front of him. <laughs> Here you go. Have fun. I guess stack taller than his brain. Pawns, once you have had a few moments you can join me in the uh, research for the either the Yasoki situation or the uh, mm, runes situation but for now please take a moment okay yeah and Pons will rest for 10 okay seeing that this is winding down Pons is taking care of soul has just locked onto Mr. Business and strides across the room how tall is he Last we saw him, he was, like, sitting down and tied up. He was sitting down. Um, about six foot. So, strides up. Just a little too close. Not as aggressive as they normally would be, though. Kind of looks him up and down. You're attractive. Tall and interesting. I like all of those things. Maybe a <laughs> god. Don't like that. Put my friends in harm's way. Don't like that. As charming as you are, what's your name? What do we even call you? The moniker that I have adapted is... Mr. Business. And they adjust their tie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? Thanks. I found that it was widely understood and accepted immediately. So what do we have to do <laughs> to get a real name? Case face. I don't like working with monikers. Mm, the original name I have is... Long since lost to time. And we probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it, even if we did. What exactly are you? I, at this point, would not know. What I am is, mm, in some ways, not unlike. And they look over at Koto. Rutro. What did you do? <laughs> Just sulking. I don't know what's going on. I found that I had... The capability of moving to different universes, only to find that there was a force attempting to conquer all of them. And I have been moving from universe to universe, trying to find the 
best situation to uh, combat this problem. In all of your travels, what have you found? There are many uh, nexus points in which universes diverge. They are not at every moment, but they are at uh, consequential moments. I found that one of them revolved around a situation where a ship began to move into the drift only to find themselves shunted into a pocket dimension and that those who were involved in that uh, event may play a part. Let me ask you, Mr. Business, she does like air quotes as she says that, Mr. Business, are you able to control your shifts between these universes? I mean, I figure out the proper business way to say this. <laughs> I have found it within my capabilities. Yes. Would she like kind of has a loss for words? Um, and if anybody wants to step in, like, feel free to do so. What exactly causes a shift? Like, is there a scientific explanation or is it purely magical? And if so, can we channel it somehow? My travels have told me that this is an ability inherent to a select few. Those who can do such things are extraordinarily rare in that when one is born into a universe, there is no other that is born. So running across one is... Fortuitous, but mysterious. Does this mean that there's another person in this universe who can shift, since Koto is not from our universe? And neither is Mr. Business. Right. Possibly, but as I said, they are rare. And if you were to go to the home of this Strix, you would not find another like them, but insofar as channeling this power, it can be done as I am proof. Mr. Business, you say that you're trying to stop this threat as well across the multiverse? Yes, it is a situation that, if allowed to come to pass in all universes, will be locked into place in history. If you achieve the results that you desire in this model, is there a way for you to apply those results to the other universal models in which you've observed this phenomenon? The situation I have witnessed here gives me some hope to that regards as events have not transpired similarly Elsewhere, I have begun to reason as to why that is, and the only possible potential, and their eyes once again move to Para, is that a being has begun to interfere one outside understanding. 
So you've been trying to stop the most ordained commander. In all of your travels, have you met a being like Para? In all of my time, in all of the many lives I have had to lead, I have found nothing like this. And their eyes are like laser focused on Para right now. Para, Para seems like they're in as close to a low power mode as they can. Either they are willfully ignoring this or they are doing something internally. They are pretty special. So tell me, Mr. Business, we've been stumbling through all this, doing our best. I feel like I've been outplayed, outgunned, and manipulated every step of the way. Any chance you'd be willing to share your information now that the time of deviation has... Whatever that was, will you teach us? I, for one, want to learn. Whatever knowledge I can impart must be taken with some skepticism. The events of this universe, as I said, have begun to deviate and I think it will continue exponentially. As for helping on a individual level, I am open to the concept. Koto will step forward after hearing that and say, there is no way for me to know if I've been attempting to stop the same force that you have for as long as you have, but two of us having this ability to travel between universes with Para being something you've never seen in any dimension you've been in I think that this is too good of an opportunity for us to pass up if you are willing to do so I would humbly ask that you help teach me to control my powers so that I can stay here and give this universe as much of a fighting chance as it possibly can they look you over, and then they look around towards everybody else. I am willing to do that, which is necessary to stop this uh, Cylan invasion. But I am concerned that another entity is present in the equation. Soul looks around the room. Are you referring to Parallaxis? If that is the name of the creature that sits before me now. That is Para, and they are not a creature. Affirmative. Para is distinct from Parallaxis. Then perhaps they would care to explain. Para, is the most ordained commander related to you somehow? I heard them call you brother? Uh, Mr. Powers. Business goes over and hits uh, the power button to turn you back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, power, power, um, at, at that being like directly addressed, power's eyes, um, open again, wide and green on their otherwise featureless, um, oily black surface. And they take a long look at the crew and at Mr. Business. They look around at Nerians and the Isoki and all that this has brought. And they say, I am not sure what it means. I do not know if I am Pala, the stranger, or Paralaxis, the god being. 
I do not know if I am related to this most ordained commander. I have no place. For if what your Mr. Business says is true, I have only this timeline, this place. It would appear that I remain as much an enigma to the universe as when you first met me. And so, unknown, unsure. You certainly have a place, and it's with us if you want it. This is appreciated, so I am fond of the crew. Speaking of the crew, are there further questions for Mr. Business at present? I'd like to know if Mr. Business can tell us anything about how to track down the dervish. Have a name, we can track Myroni's money as well. It'd be nice to be able to take the fight to him for a change, rather than following on his footsteps. I have not had great success in finding the whereabouts of this most mm, agitating individual, as it seems to be different in every universe I travel, but I will, as always, begin to look again. What do you know about him? Do you know if he can jump bodies? Can he possess more than one? What's... Do you know the mechanics of that? To my understanding, they are uh, one entity which moves between. I have not borne witness to uh, the control of multiples, though it may be possible, as unfortunate as that would be. I think we have some crew business to attend to, briefly. Perhaps we could all assemble in the medical center for a bit. Uh, very quickly, I won't. Um, it's not the time or the place, but it's weighing on my... I assume it wasn't just Whisker who eavesdropped on my conversation with Jasper a while back. <laughs> kind of gives a little bit of the stink eye to everyone. <laughs> Whisker grins. Hans raises his hand. In many versions, they have listened Oh, aren't you just wow. a barrel of sunshine? Thank you. Wow. Whisker's comm unit was open so the entire weird. time. What was I supposed to do? Shut down my auditory senses? I was on watch. <laughs> so once we're all in the medical center, Fivey closes the door, makes sure that us, uh, Warkus, and Myrani are nearby, and then turns to Koto and says, You said you had something you wanted to talk to all of us about. I thought it good to create a moment for you to do that kind of goes hand in hand with what I just asked Mr. Business. I have now lost in two universes and I am not at a point in my abilities and in my skills where I feel like I am an asset to this team. I wanted to take some time and go into training to get my skills up, to get my abilities more powerful. And with the opportunity of Mr. Business, I feel like this is a golden opportunity laid out in front of me. Let me stop you right there. You haven't lost in two universes yet. We are not defeated, merely a setback. But I agree, this is a great opportunity for you to hone your skills. I think then, even through all this time, who is the, who is the, who is the captain on this, on, uh, uh, of our little group? <laughs> Everyone kind of looks around. You're right. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Shrug. 
Uh, it seems I, to be I was told that it was kind of an everybody together thing. <laughs> We're more of an autonomous collective. <laughs> it has evolved into an ever-growing democratic process. <laughs> we each have our skills and usefulness. Well then, um, everybody, if you would permit me, I would ask for a temporary leave of absence while I focus on getting my strength, my mind, and my soul ready for the coming encounter. This is not goodbye. This is just, I need time to prove to myself that I will be able to do this. And I know none of you have ever made me feel like I don't belong, but I do have this need to prove to you that I can be an asset to this group, especially if we're going to take on something as terribly powerful and with such dire consequences as the Silent Empire. I was rather hoping to ask you to train me some, but it's an opportunity. You can't possibly pass it up, can you? Agreed. Come find me when you've got some technique under your belt for that, because I have some ideas. That ability would prove quite useful. I'm looking forward to it. For the record, I think you've been a great asset to the group. Not that I speak for anyone here, but... I think uh, she'll give Sol like a curt little nod to that, um, and then we'll go over to Para and say... Take care of them, will you? Make sure that uh, I have a team to come back to. Of course. And here. And Paul's going to reach into their own chest and pull out small, well, not small, about a, a large black marble. And they'll take Koto's hand and place it into the hand. This is really gross. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, it's also slimy. It's super, <laughs> it is really gross. <laughs> the black marble is still oily. <laughs> now place in your hand and say, if you need me, Hold on to this. Thank you. You have given me a lot to think about, Godo. I am grateful. What we are about to face is going to be the biggest challenge of my life, possibly all of our lives. So I just want to make sure that I give myself, the rest of this team, and this universe the best chance it has. Pons is here too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> waking up from a nap. Yeah. 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 Okay. And as you're saying this, Kodo, Pons will chime in. I don't know what everyone else is really planning, but, um, you know, the city's a mess, the lab's a mess, and I don't think we're a whole lot closer to figuring out how to stop the dervish, uh, looking over at Nurians, but we probably have some cleanup to do, and I'd like to be here to help out, at least for a little while, as uh, we're getting some research done as well. I need some time to secure my Ronnie's safety. Depending on the outcome of the procedure that Nerians is proposing, I'm going to need to see if I can lock down resources to take care of the boy. I may be able to backward engineer some of the records that Nerians has of Professor Day and see if we can lock him out of his finances. Perhaps we could liquidate the property on Quinessa to create a trust fund of some sort. But I need to find a place where Myrani is safe and away from this conflict. He deserves more than a lifetime of war, and I can be of more use to this group if I am not the primary parental unit. That kid has had a very, very tough life. And Myrani listens to 5e and the others talk about their future with their set of triple eyes fixed on the ground. After the second hand crashed when that thing attacked me, everything went black. The next thing I remember was waking up in this room. So obviously we escaped, but... I don't see everyone here. I don't see Taye. Oh, 
Where are they? Taie. He, he didn't make it. He has returned to Star Stuff. Apologies for not mentioning this sooner, by the way. Wait, like he's still on the first floor? Or. Oh, God. He's. He's gone, Pons. Taie did not survive the conflict with this. Archduke Scarn. Scarn. Ow. Whisker, like, wheels start turning in their head at the mention of Scarn. Their mind drifts away from the conversation. I, I need to tell Jasper that as well. He, he died for his cause as nobly and heroically as anyone could. Threw uh, your flyer in his face, Pons. Taye bought us precious moments to escape unscathed and continue fighting. Myrani's head lifts towards the translucent ceiling in a morbid silence. I really enjoyed teasing him. Wanted to see if Jasper would let us steal him. Well, this is all very, um, dire. I think it's time that I say something as well. Uh oh. I'm retiring. I will never retire. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Remember his, his speech to the dervish? There's fighting. no way he's retiring after that. <laughs> All of you saw what happened when the dervish contacted the ship through the means of the Yasoki. There was a threat leveled against the entirety of the Viscarium, and I think it only fair that I go and respond in kind. I think for now... I should go and reconnect with my people to do that which I can against this silent threat. If the Vescarium can be made to understand the nature of the threat, they may be willing to throw in with the IDF and the other forces from the Pact Worlds. That would certainly improve our numbers. Yes, I am quite concerned that other Vesks are as hard-headed as me and will... Loathe to believe that another force could threaten them. No Vesk is as hot-headed as you. <laughs> <laughs> they reach up and they bang on like a metal plate. <laughs> but when the time arrives, I will return to face down the Silan with my comrades in arms. That name you all heard that I gave Jasper. Precious few people know it. I won't go into it now, it's not the time, but please... Don't use it. Don't even write it down. 5e turns his faceplate directly towards Sol and gives a very exaggerated blink of his LEDs <laughs> and says, What's name? <sighs> very heavy sigh. Soljanaire. I think he was being... Uh, no, yeah, he was, yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> what name? Exaggerated yeah. blink. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll correct it. So we'll nod gratefully and kind of look a bit awkward. Right then. Para shakes themselves out of that out of their their front then, and they um they turn to the group and say, "I believe I may also take some time. I have too many questions that I cannot answer. I do not wish to be seen as apart from this world." If it is the only one that I, and they look at Mr. Business, am in, I would discover what is outside. And they reach into the chest again and bring out another oily marble, and um, they place it in Sol's hand. Very gross, very oily. Sol's rather used to it. Kind of rolls it around in their palm. Not the first time this has happened. It's true. Nor will it be the last. God's willing. (laughs) 
I will be close, but not too close. Like Koto, if you need me, this will guide me back. Soul's quiet for a moment and kind of swallows thickly, closes their hand around it. I'm really not good at being alone, you know. Better be honest about that. You are not alone. They close their hands over uh, Soul's hands in the, in the, with the marble and gesture to the rest of the crew. Yes, but they're all scattering too, aren't they? And like, they glare, but their heart isn't in it. You can see that like, they're trying very hard not to show an emotion under it all. It is not about physical proximity. It's about proximity here, and they touch Soul's forehead, and here, and they touch Soul's heart. I will not be far. Power turns to the others. It has been an honor, and I will remain honored as I remain a part of the crew. You are all more special than you know. As, um, heartfelt as all of this is, I must point out that the second hand was, uh, destroyed. So unless we find some other way to get off planet, that might be difficult. Oh, I have two options. I don't think Jasper's going to have ships to spare. Oh, gods, I'm going to have to sign up for the IDF if I get Vin to send us a ship, aren't I? Gods have avoided it until now. I've heard worse ideas than that, actually. Maybe we should all sign up. Combining forces with Vin Harkin and the IDF would give us a chance at striking at the heart of the Salon. Wait, you all want to sign up? Why not? It would give me access to my siblings. Yeah, my, um, my initial plan was to become president of Nawai, but, uh... <laughs> That's a close second of my goals. Jasper has like almost a heart attack in the other room. <laughs> From the relief. He did say he would give me a ship. If we join forces with the IDF, we can finally begin the process of seeking justice for those wronged. Like Taye. Oh, well, with the yes. IDF, I might... It might give me enough legitimacy to maybe contact the monastery, which might be a good place for our friend and nods to my Ronnie. I'm willing to entertain the possibility if they would offer that hospitality. Not sure, but we can try. Oh, gods, I hate following chains of command. And they will they will crouch down in front of cargo. And you're not to eat this ship, correct? <laughs> <laughs> we'll reach out and scratch his face. I'll bet it was very filling, though, wasn't it? Yeah, as you're scratching cargo, they seem a little bigger than they were before. Ew. Oh boy! Oh, you're going to cost so much to feed. Yeah, just a starship once in a while. We should also keep an eye out for any intel we can acquire about this Archduke Skarn. He seems to have it out for us specifically, and my technological makeup may present a problem. Whisker suddenly snaps back into the conversation at this point. Actually, I think I have a plan for this. And throws down this hollow magazine that is the page best is porn. it's not best <laughs> yeah. porn is this more best porn best <laughs> porn and a hologram begins to emerge from this magazine and you see these two robotic figures engaged in this explosive clash and in big bold text above it it says this serenith 300th annual robo wrestling intergalactic open and then whisker throws down this hastily sketched hologram of a mechanical cobalt and says 
We need to enter and we need to win. What? What? <laughs> so don't miss the special episodes from the individual crew members coming soon to the Emergency Power Podcast. Yeah! We did I it. I missed you all. We did it, team. When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com as well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated, all rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm fired. Sorry, I had to. Oh no! <laughs> wow. It's for wine, for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, uh... Adam doesn't want to hang out with children. I see how it is. Adam just rage quit his own game. I think we broke the GM.